Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. I guess he wants it to be a surprise. Here he oh, comes. Recorded live. Welcome to Bernardo's Daily Talk, Researcher 135's Community Call. Hi, Rich. Uh-oh. Tonight is going to be a very exciting show. We have with us uh, Becky Butchko with Pandora's Box of Love. Hello, Becky. Hi, Rich. How's it going? It's going great. How are you this evening? I am well. Just muting my speakers on my computer so I can watch what's going on. Indeed. I have uh, my editor, Graham Quigley, should be on. Fantastic. He's on from Australia, so you probably won't hear his voice, but you'll see him talk. Um, I see Cherry's here. Hi, Cherry. Good evening, Cherry. Uh-oh, we have also... Hello. Okay. Becky, go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, Pandora's uh, Box of Love, about how it came into being. Kind of give us a little background on it. Well, I think we're a few minutes early, so we might not have everybody here. Do you All right. Do want to wait a minute or two? Well, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit uh, about what some of your plans are uh, for marketing the ebook. book uh, I guess while we're we're waiting for this to to begin. All right. Well, I've been marketing. Hi, Sally. Um, I've been Hi, marketing Sally. the book on Facebook. Of course, I have my own Facebook group, and the book has a for the book. The book also has a Facebook page. I have been getting out there and talking a lot. I my next plans, of course, is to go on to um, send this show if it works good. <laughs> if it works out, let's hope it does. Um, I'll do some TV shows, some radio shows, get some more, get this word out about Pandora because it's such an amazing thing. And we have uh, some one guest for is in the chat room, and they're saying hello. So in a moment, if they would like to ask a question or a comment, we will hear from them. So it took you uh, at least a year to, to write the book, correct, Becky? The book took eight years to write. Wow. Eight years is a very long time. First, it was written as a book very much like The Notebook. You know that scene where the girl's standing there in the rain and it's coming down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I lived that scene <laughs> in real life. Pandora's Box of Love is based on a true story. Um, it is an incredible love story between Matthew and Bella, who were teenage, they fell in love as teenagers, lost each other for three decades, and then found each other again. It's a tale of the amazing things that can happen when when soulmates are reunited. It is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's been a labor of love for a very long time. It took so long to write because I would write it for a while, put it away, and then bring it out, put it away, and then bring it out. Kind of kind of craziness, you know. But I think any, any author that's writing something so personal does take that long to accomplish something and accomplish something of this magnitude. It's and not having, this- having just read it this past week, I can tell you it's some powerful personal stuff. Uh, it, it resonates with uh, intensity, authenticity, intimacy. Uh, it's a fantastic work, Becky. I was very, very moved by it. Thank you so much. Okay, it's just getting to be 8 o'clock now. Um, I did first market it through... Through Kickstarter, if you're ever familiar with Kickstarter, uh-huh. it is Kickstarter is a um, platform of crowdfunding, and crowdfunding is just absolutely amazing. Where people come who, who come in and believe in your project, they give you money and and help to start your project going, which I think is just absolutely amazing. Um, I'd love to 
just take a minute and list those Kickstarter backers because they've meant so much to me. They yes. they took me from just being an idea up to making it actually happen. My Kickstarters are Kickstarter backers are Timmy Marley, uh, Sean Marley, Wendy R. Williams, Carol, Kay Balzer, Sarah Warhol, who is actually guest number four. Hello, Sally. Graham Quigley, who is my editor, Maureen Ross, Joe Davidson, Maria, Ken Blutman, and somebody named Brandon, who doesn't, Brandon L., who really doesn't want his name out. Um, When you go into something like Kickstarter, you have to do so much. You have to do a a video of sorts. You have to put yourself out there and come up with a group of prizes and rewards and not do just a book, but you have to do a whole program, a whole project. So my Kickstarter backers are getting everything from postcards from Bella from Johnstown to they have the opportunity to have them star in this book. And it's a, such an amazing way to market, an amazing way to, to fund a project because you're open to the world. A lot of my Kickstarter backers, of course, I knew, but there were several who I didn't know from anywhere. And it was really interesting to see that these people are backing projects just to give someone a chance. And I can't wait for the opportunity to be able to return that favor. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it wonderful? It's fantastic. I I really did, really did enjoy that. I also had a group of people who were beta readers. And what beta readers are, they are people who you give the book to, and they read it, and they make their comments. And they get back to you, and then, of course, they also uh, comment on different media. And I've had some interesting comments back, too, from them. Um, Unfortunately, the first time I sent it out, I saw a learning curve. They only got a couple chapters, and no one ever told me. (laughs) I didn't know why I got so so few comments back, but... Um, they're an intricate part of the of the process, absolutely. Let's see, I see a question. Do you believe All everyone right. has yes. a soulmate? I love yes. supporting a great person and a great project. I absolutely believe that everyone has a soulmate, and I think we are part of soul families. Um, this question came from Sally, who is, was actually my first best friend and my oldest friend. We've been friends forever. She's actually mentioned in the book. Um, yeah, I do, and I think, Sally, that you and I are part of the soul family, meaning – uh, meaning that we came here to learn lessons together. We came here to grow as people. Even though you moved away such a long time ago, we're still friends and we still keep in touch and we're still very much cheering for each other. And the Internet has made that so much easier, thank God. Um, but absolutely. And thank you and for supporting are- me, uh, calling my project Great Project. And me a great person, I'm just another yeah. person like everyone else. While we're waiting for your editor to get here, I see we have a caller from Illinois. Is that you, Cherry? Hello? Yeah, yeah, it's me. Uh, I was just uh, listening to what she was talking about. I was just kind of wondering, you know, a little bit, you know, how uh, in-depth does she go uh, into the uh, story of the the love story? The love story actually is... um, There's two versions of this book. There's a version that's called a sweet romantic edition, which is just really nice and, you know, they don't go far. Um, this is actually an erotic romance, so it does take the, the story very far. It delves into the into their love story as children where they first meet, how their lives intertwine with each other. And then, unfortunately, as the way things happen, um, Matthew went away to the military and Bella never heard from him again. And so she was brokenhearted and waited about a year, and then she found someone else, somebody named Jim, and she married Jim. And it goes on, You, as the story is, is winding through, you get to feel what it's like when someone really, their heart and soul belongs to one person, but they've married another. They've kind of settled because you just didn't know. You, you just, life was so different then. This story takes place in the 1970s. Plus, it also takes place here again in about 2006, 2007, when they refined each other. In in between each other, they've had they there was that one sighting where Bella did see Matthew and saw how amazing he looked because, of course, he was in the military and and she hid because she didn't feel that she was in good enough shape for someone to be the way he looked. So she kind of hid herself. And she she hid away from him, which is kind of sad because 
I think their tale would have been very different had she just walked up and said, hey, you know, here I am. Maybe maybe their tale could have would have wouldn't have been the, those three decades. Maybe it would have been just just the amount of year to ten years, the first decade until she had the child. Yes, Becky, we have a caller from Northeast Texas. Northeast Texas. Yeah. Hello, Northeast Texas. Yeah, this um, I'm curious of what this uh, is all about. It's the Pandora's box. Yes, it, the book is called Pandora's Box of Love. The old tale of Pandora's box is you have a box there, and you, when you open it, you don't know what's going to be inside. Um, a lot of the mythology is you open it up, and first bad comes out, and then you have this amazing good that comes out. So, of course, in in my story, the bad is symbolized by the fact that they they are separated, and then the good comes back when she finds him again. And the scene where she finds him and... And on an internet dating site of all places, you literally feel like you're standing right there, and it will bring you to tears. It is really, you know, craziness. And I can tell you that that scene is absolutely real. And you'll see that as you read into that story, just how how deep her love for him really was and how that love never lost. I think when you have that, that true soulmate and you have that true soul connection – it's almost as if a part of your your heart is always with them. And no matter what happens, you can't hate them. No matter what they do, that you can't, like, stay away from them. It, it will always be, there will always be a part of you, and you will always say, wow, what if? You know, the choice is, is if you have a chance again at that first love you've had or that person who really knocked you for a loop, what would you do to be back with that person? What would you sacrifice? What would you give up? Just think about in your own personal life who that person is and and what it would be like to be given a second chance. And that's kind of what this book is about. Sort of speaks to that adage about first love being the intense, most intense love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in this, in Bella's case, yes, this was her first love. And I do believe that Bella and Matthew made a pact before they came into this life. I very much believe in reincarnation and this is there is a past life connection where they've both remembered where they have spent other lives together and they come to this life and you know um and they had some lessons to learn and maybe that lesson was what it's like to be apart from the one you truly love, the one who really holds your heart and what will you do? You know, what if what happens if you're given a second chance? Mm-hmm. So this is the uh, this is a, a novel and a spiritual. Uh, what was the uh, novel or what? Um, yes, it is a novel. It is more of a metaphysical novel than a spiritual novel. Um, it's a novel of what happens when soulmates are reunited, and what they can overcome, and what they can accomplish. I'll be doing a, a demonstration a little bit later about the things that are are possible when it is actual soulmates. Um, in each version of the book, Pandora is something different. In the um, censored version, which is the sweet romantic edition, that is Pandora is the love that they find again. In Pandora's box of love the erotic romance version, it's something totally different. Um, This version actually has um, 90 chapters as opposed to, what's the other one? Hold on one second. The Sweet Romantic Edition has 80 chapters. So there's an additional 10 chapters to delve deeper into their romance and deeper into their love. Uh Um, And it's not not really, it's not really a, uh, modeled after the the the, the uh, mythical Pandora, the mythical Pandora's box was uh, uh, it was something bad in there, right? There was both bad and good in Pandora's box. Okay. Both, but you had to experience the bad to get to the good. So in this part of Pandora's box, Pandora, and I've I've called the the part that we're call, we're talking and calling Pandora. I've called that because it's so amazing and it's going to make such a difference 
in the world. I a little backstory on the book. I had written the book very much as I said, like like the notebook. I mean, I'm a big fan of Nicholas Sparks, and I thought, what perfect way to to write this romance. And so I, I had most of it written. I started as a short story and thought, eh, I could do this into a book. So I wrote the book. I was laying on the couch one day at my house, and I was awakened by a voice. And the voice literally said, I want you to take your book, add this in, this being what I now call Pandora, and I want you to publish this book. I want you to finish the whole thing, write it out, then I want you to, to tithe, and he used the word tithe, they, they used the word tithe, 10% of what you make to, to assist single parents. I sat up and went, huh, who's there? <laughs> Which is, what is this whole thought process? What is this voice? And I am not schizophrenic, I promise you that. Well, the book, had, the book took many more years to write because I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it to be right. I didn't want it to be just another Harlequin romance that has a formula. Boy meets girl, boy doesn't like girl, boy and girl get together, boy and girl get married, boom, done. I didn't want that. I wanted something that's really going to make you read this book and really say, damn, that was good. There are chapters in that book where I read as I was writing, I was literally sobbing and shaking because they were so intense to write. But I feel when you get that intensity as you're writing, it's going to come across to the reader. And I, Rich, do you feel that that intensity came across? Absolutely it did. Uh, I was riveted by it. It was intensely emotional. It resonates with a feeling of uh, heartfelt authenticity. Uh, it, it, it's a book that will stay with you. I'm going to reread it in the future. It's so good, and, and it did so much emotionally uh, for me. Did it make you long for that first love again? Did it make you think I should find her? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think you every find... reader will, will have that same reaction as well. You find that that person, and you say, wow, like, just wow. Uh, you know, in the situation with this book, Matthew is actually a blend of three people, um, the best of all three. Because, then, of course, in any romance, you don't want a crappy ending and a crappy book. And, you know, you don't want all the bad because people do read books to get away from the bad in the world. And um, I was able to take some amazing qualities of three different guys who have been a part of my life in different ways and interject them to make them into, make Matthew be this, Night in Shining Armor almost. Some, as, as it says, this book is based on a true story. So some of those scenes are absolutely true. I'm not going to say which ones are true and which aren't. I'll let you decide. I'll let you think about what you think actually could have happened. And some of these scenes you definitely will want to reenact in your own life. Now, um, so it sounds like you put a lot of yourself, a lot of yourself into this book. You know, I really did, and the reason it took so one of the reasons it took so long to bring out is it's, it's kind of like filleting yourself and just putting yourself out in public. Like, okay, here's part of my life. Enjoy. Okay, it's not only just part of my life; it's part of my sexual life, which is even like even let's just take all the covers off and just stand there naked in the in the middle of Main Street, basically. But because I was told to release this story, and because I know it will change the world for so many people I knew that I had to do this I knew it was part of my destiny and I seriously had put it aside for such a long time and then one day a friend of mine who was deeply religious walked into a store where I was working she walked right up to me and she said you know Becky that book you're writing that's your stumbling block your life is not going to start again until you're finished with it and it's published I took her at face value because I very much appreciate what she had to say to me and she was absolutely true i stuck really deep into it i was definitely enamored by what was written and and going into it and digging deeper and trying to get uh, a better bigger story trying to make trying to get the most out of the least amount of words which is a huge task and trying to convey the story to a part where the reader would feel that they're along with the ride for the ride as if I wanted my reader to feel like they were Bella or they were seeing this whole story through Bella's eyes and I don't know Rich did I accomplish that I believe you did absolutely 
I, I think I know it's kind of funny, but I'm also working on a couple books about the 1889 Johnstown flood also. So I walked away from this book for four months and I just let it set. And then I came back to it and I emailed my editor, Graham, and I said, Graham, this book is really good. <laughs> he laughed. I he have said, a surprise for you. I have good news for you. We have South Dakota on the call. Good evening, <laughs> South Dakota. Yeah, hi. How are you? Great. Hi, South How are Dakota. you doing? Yeah. Is this, this, this is Paul. Paul and I are going to demonstrate Pandora here in a minute. Um, let me explain Pandora a little bit. First, I have a question. Sure. You mentioned Bella, and so I'm, I'm confused. Who is Bella? Is Bella Pandora, or who is Bella? Oh, okay. In the book, the main characters are Matthew and Bella. Um. Okay. And no, Bella's not named after the character in Twilight. I'm not a Twilight fan. I didn't even think about it. It was just the name that came to me. Um, Matthew is the... Okay, Bella is the lead. She is the one who's telling the tale. It's written first person, present tense. So you're reading the book as the as she is experiencing that part of her life. Matthew is her soulmate. Matthew okay. is the man who she finds she was fell in love with as a child. And then she lost him and then found him again 30 years later after her marriage fell apart. And, and Pandora is not a real person, just a symbol? Pandora is, is not a person. Pandora is a... Is a... Process. Process. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. I'm trying to figure out a good word. I, it's, it's really a word. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you now. I'm on board. Okay, okay. Paul has not read Pandora's box. He does not have any clue, really, of what Pandora is. Paul is a friend of mine from my group on Facebook called Reincarnation and Past Life Memories. We're a group of 8,000 lightworkers. Um, I started the group about a year ago thinking maybe I'll get 100 members and I'll hear some great stories of people's past lives and let's see what happens. Now, well, the man upstairs decided that he was going to take control of the group. It's now 8,000 strong. And it are it is a bunch of people who help each other and help the world. We have all kind of interesting things. We're not a group that is that's sprouting the Bible, sprouting anything. We are no particular religion. We are from all over the world and we just strive to make the world a better place and to help people, especially those with past life memories. Um part of it was starting a part of it was spawned by the whole book of Pandora's Box of Love because I knew um, if I had a past, if Bella had a past life with Matthew, then others had past lives too. And I thought that that might be important to um, help others work through it and myself too. If you've been through anything traumatic or if you've been through something that really has made a, a big effect on your life, if you sit down and write it, and then you work through it as you write it and it really helps you come out the weather the end with a as a better person and a different person. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a couple questions, Rich. Okay. Uh, anyone who would like to ask a question, feel free. Paul, uh, tell us a little bit about it. And, and Cherry, tell us about finding your, your soulmate uh, 30 years ago. Yes, I found. I thought I'd found my soulmate 30 years ago, and uh, I had gone through kind of a bad time with running around and drinking and having a good time, and I ended up marrying the man, and uh, we were together for 10 years until some some woman came along and took him away from me, and we've been divorced for over 20 years, and I've never and I've never gotten over him. Maybe because you're not supposed to, Terry. Pardon? Pardon? Maybe you're not supposed to. Wait. I'm coming through. Uh, maybe turn off the computer. Like, mute it. My computer's not on. Oh, it's someone else. Um, we apologize to everyone for any technical difficulties we're experiencing. I'll go ahead and, and read a couple more questions back here. Guest four, which I believe is a Sally, says it is a well-written novel that takes you through many emotions with Bella and Matthew. It made me think of my first love, but not enough to track him down. 
Is it possible that someone is both on the computer and on their telephone, so their computer is coming through the telephone? Like if you have both, can if I don't know who it could be, but if you have both, could you turn the mute or turn the volume way down? I'm, yeah, I'm asking. Someone in the chat room is talking about there being an echo, and I'm, I'm hearing a slight echo too. Yeah, I'm hearing a big one. Um. Okay, Sally lost her connection. Okay, welcome back, Sally. Yeah, Echo. Can everybody check and make sure that if you have both a computer and the telephone on, that you take the sound off of your computer because you're echoing through? Another thing that uh, sometimes works. My sound's not on. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people in the group, Cherry. Yeah, yeah. That's something. I'm not thinking it's you. I have mine muted. Um. We seem to have gotten clearer. Yeah, I, I can hear fine now. Okay, I still have it. Wait. Yeah, my my sound's off. My sound's Wait a minute. Maybe I became unmuted. Wouldn't it be terrible if it was me? Hold on. Well, one of the things about a uh, talk show that I've learned is that when there's a lot of people on the line, sometimes the sound quality will decrease. This sometimes can be resolved by someone hanging up and then calling back in. That way they get a clearer reception. That way the people who are already there also will become more clear. Okay. Do you want me to try that? Uh, anyone. Anyone may try it. Okay. Okay. Is anybody here? The echo is gone. No, it's back. Okay. Let me try. What, what, did, you, what did you ask me before, Becky? You asked me something before. Uh, let me, okay, I don't hear the echo anymore. Do you hear it? No. no the, the echo is gone. Okay, so whatever it was. Okay. Um, I, oh, it wasn't actually a question, Cherry. It was a comment. I think sometimes that you never forget them because I don't think it's over yet. For some people, it's never over. It, it doesn't mean that you'll always have to be their spouse, but maybe you still should be their good friend. Well, in this case, it's not really possible. I haven't seen him now probably in, oh, I don't know, a good 10 or 12 years. And he might just, show up again. You, know, you never know. You never know where or when. That's no, thing. no, I don't, I don't think so. Too much, too much water under the bridge, I'm afraid. But, you know, anyway, that just, you know, goes to show that, you know, uh, some people, well, like me, you know, I thought I had found the man that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, and I, I really wanted to do that. And uh, but yet, you know, he he didn't, and simply because some other some other woman came along, and what was strange was they didn't end up together. Yeah, because she wasn't the right person. She wasn't right either. I think we come she on. She decided side. not to leave her husband and child. Yeah, that's what she they, was going. She told him she was going to do. She told him she was going to leave her husband and child, and then decided not to do that. And so by that time, we were already divorced and. It was too late. In situations like that, it usually only lasts, well, usually only about 2% of the relationships that begin as in a situation like that will actually end up married, so I'm not surprised. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't still love you. That just means he's stupid for leaving somebody amazing like you go. Yeah, well, uh, and that's, that's what that's what I think, too, but... You know, like I said, it's now it's he's just like someone that I knew a long time ago. Yeah. Well, um, in in the book, when she does find him, her marriage has fallen apart. Um, she was Bella was married and for a very long time, and he was cheating. You know, you know how it goes. Big man, tall man, owns a couple successful businesses, has very large shoes. Um, so all the girls go after him, and he strayed a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And um, when Bella finally realizes it, she gives him the boot. Because really, you have to decide, what are you willing to tolerate in your life? And I don't think you tolerated it. You know? Well, I, I was willing to stay with him. I was I was willing to forget it. But he wanted to go. So I had to let him go. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But see, that doesn't mean that there's not someone else. We don't all get just one soulmate. There could be more than one. <laughs> But I'm 63, so as far as I'm concerned, that part of my life is over. 
not over till you're dead. As far as I'm concerned, it is over. <laughs> oh, this echo is driving me nuts. Okay. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Pandora. Um, this echo makes it so hard. Okay. Pandora is an, it's an act is what I would say. Uh-huh. Um, imagine if making love, okay, imagine if you're paralyzed and that part of your life is over. What if I could, t- if I told you that you could have that back in your life? If there was a way that you could have all of the feelings of making love without having to worry about the fact that your legs no longer move or you're in a wheelchair. And what I if think I said, thousands, thousands of people nationwide would welcome that, Becky. I, I absolutely agree with that. And, and I think this is why whoever gave me, who, whoever told me that I was supposed to put this in a book, I think it's, it's um, that's the reason. It's not to, to make me rich. It's not to make me famous. It's to help other people, and that's why I do this, and that's one of the reasons why I really open myself to criticism because I guarantee I'm going to get all kind of criticism, and I guarantee that I'm going to be attacked. And I don't care because this is part of a mission. I think it's part of my journey in this lifetime to, to change this part of the world for these people. Imagine if you're married to someone and they're in the military and let's say they're in Afghanistan. What if you could retain that part of your life? What if that part of your love was could still be there? What if What if there's someone out there and you've always loved them? And you want to keep that connection there. And they want to keep that connection alive. What if you could keep that alive? What if you're sick? What if you're what if you're 85 and your wife is 87 and equipment doesn't work anymore? What if you still could do that and have all of the feelings of sexuality? <clears throat> Pretty cool, huh? That's Absolutely. what That is what Pandora is. That part of this, that part of this book is absolutely true. Um, this is something that someone taught to me, and that person is absolutely one of my soulmates. Um, it's very hard for me um, sometimes to be in the same room with them, <laughs> and we're not a couple, but the attraction is so intense. It's just because. They are the other half of your soul. The and person, now you're bringing this, you're bringing Pandora to the world. Absolutely. Yeah, this is actually the first time that the world is hearing about Pandora. It is very unique. It is amazing. I literally found this person and... They, in the book, in the book, Matthew, Bella finds Matthew. Bella's alone in the room and starts feeling as if she's having sex. And she's wondering, who is this? What is this? And I like this, is what she's thinking in the book. She really (laughs) likes it. (laughs) She's like, this is really cool. Who is this? Oh, my God, it better be Matthew. Okay. The book not only explains what's happening, there is one scene where Matthew step-by-step explains Pandora to Bella. It's really cool. It is really, really, really cool. Um, I think the most important part about this is not to keep the those of us who are able-bodied and can find love and are and the people who are with their spouses, whatever, I don't think the main thrust of this book is for them, although they absolutely can use it, because Pandora combined with a regular, with a normal, 
sexuality situation just makes it takes it to a higher level. But I think it's meant for those who are, um, say, those who suffer from ED, those who are paralyzed, people who are sick, people in the military. It brings that part of life back, and it returns them to who they once were or who they wish they could have been. And it also, imagine imagine the morality of our troops, um, not morality, but the morale of our troops, if they're able to maintain that connection. Now, it's not exactly like it because nothing can be exactly like it, but it's pretty darn close. It's close enough to, to really make people sit up and take notice. And this is the book that tells you how. So I'd like to say that that Fifty Shades opened your mind, Pandora frees your body, and Fifty Sh- and Pandora's Box of Love is the book that tells you how, because it really does. It's intertwined in this amazing love story, and the love story is absolutely incredible. Um, don't get me wrong, but Pandora is just so insane. <laughs> and I want to give a shout-out to Paul in South Dakota. Are you still with us? Yeah, yeah, I kind of am having a real life experience of this sort of in, in a in a way. Um, I have an old high school sweetheart who, you know, of course, I knew her all through high school. We were really close, and um, I moved away, and you know, we grew apart. Um, I saw her when I was about thirty eight, and stayed with her um, briefly. Um, but that's about it. And um, lately, she's been showing up in my dreams. And, you know, as if we're younger, you know, she's there in a dress with flowers in her hair kind of thing. Um, and she kept popping into my dreams. Well, I talked to Becky the other night, and she said, well, have you found her on Facebook? So I looked, and I found her. So I, I talked to her uh, yesterday. You talked to her? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did she say? Well, you know, just kind of small talk so far that, you know, she's still in the same place and, you know, she's she's single. I mean, you know, at one, one point she phoned me up in South Dakota and said, come pick me up, you know, this was years ago. Um, so, but we've never quite hit it off completely to where we're a couple again. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that she's popping into my dreams. You know, it's not really sexual. It's just like visits. Um, but, but, uh, on some level spirit is, is trying to connect there, which, you know, I look at is the Pandora thing. I mean, I know about some shamans have an ethereal lover that they, have their their other half is in spirit and they do shamanic journeys and it's like sex um you know i i don't know i'm not sure exactly what connection she's looking for in real life right now i haven't got that far um but but it's interesting you know oh great yeah see i think that's why you dreamt of her in the first place and maybe why um I I chose you because this is probably not something that you would have been a part of if I didn't say, hey, let's check out Paul. I'm saying, and now this opens that door for you. And sometimes I think that the the people upstairs intervene and say, okay, Paul, we're going to like tap you on the shoulder so you think about this girl again and you find her on Facebook. Now, who knows? The, the world's up to open up to many possibilities. Yeah, you know, you mentioned... Um, sort of like the life that should have been or uh, almost like a parallel life. Um, You know, what if I had married her early all those years ago, you know? Um, What if that was meant to be and, you know, didn't happen till now kind of thing? Um, You know, some of the things I think about... um, but that's the impression I get when she shows up in the dreams. It's sort of like, you know, hey, you were meant to marry her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what Uh, I say to you, Paul? What? I say, what are you waiting for? Well, yeah, (laughs) I don't, 
I, I just don't know if I mean I don't know if she's single. I didn't get that far. I don't I don't know. Well, you, you said know, she said she was single. I think she is. I'm not a hundred percent. She used to be with somebody, but I I think I think she's single now. Um, it's two questions. It's, it's a really simple question. Hey, are you single? <laughs> the yeah. answer no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just haven't had, you know, long enough to talk to her to ask the question, but yeah. Um, well, let me know. I'll just, I'll friend her and I'll ask her for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I do want to, I do want to thank my editor, Graham. Um, the book was written and it was pretty good, but Graham is an amazing editor um, we've been friends for a very long time. I had no idea that he was an editor for the very long time. And then he he came out of the closet and told me, "Yes, I'm an editor." And once I gave the book to him, he really he really helped me whip it into shape. He's amazing. He's definitely a big part of how it came to be such a a tightly written book. He's able to ask the tough questions and to just nail it down and say, okay, this it has to be this way, it has to be that way. Um, I can tell you a normal erotic romance has five or six scenes. Mine has 35. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> each, po- each scene in this book has builds the story. It's not, it's not um, written as pornography at all. It is written to move the story forward. Very much it helps to grow the love story between Matthew and Bella. Some of those scenes are true. Some of the scenes are not. I'm not saying which, ever. Not even to Graham. Sorry, sorry, buddy. You'll have to figure it out yourself. Um, I think that uh, everyone should read this just because I think it would make a difference in their lives. It would make a difference in in the way they see love and they see sexuality. And most importantly, I think if you once you buy the book, if you buy the book. I think you, once you're done reading the story, you should think about who in your life could this make a difference for? Whose life could it enrich? Who could who could really use that extra part of their life being brought back? That, to me, is really, really important. And or it's going to become an important tool for many, many, many people. I, I really do think so. Um, I, I can't imagine someone um, like even... Stephen Hawking, imagine that part of his life is gone, and he could have it back. One of the people that I am going to give um, send a copy to is Stephen Hawking's wife, and mainly because I appreciate so much what he does, and I'm fascinated by what he does. I would love, love nothing more than someone to be able to gift him something, because he has given so much of himself for the world that I think it would be just amazing to be able to say, Hey, Stephen Hawking, check this out. <laughs> you know, he'll probably have a, a long explanation of how it works and why it works, but Hey, at least I, he, he'll know that he really did make a, a difference in many people's lives and someone wants to reach out and to help him. So Mr. Oh, Editor, do you have any right questions? Here. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Becky's editor, if you have any questions, by all means, post them in the chat or, or call in with them. That would be excellent. Paul, do you have some more questions? Um, well, I, I'm interested in how how to do Pandora. Um, you know, uh, I guess you have to read the book to get to get the idea of it. Um, uh, yes, there is. I don't want to give it away and ruin the the story for people because it definitely unfolds over the course of the story. It's a a very big part of the book of Pandora's Box of Love. Of course, it's not it's not at all in the in the classic romance. Um, it is definitely just in the in the erotic romance version. But it's a big part of the story, and I don't want to give it away. It would be kind of a huge spoiler. Um, I did. I do believe that everyone can do this. I think it just takes a little bit of courage, maybe. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Rich? Courage is that a good word? Yes, courage, a uh, uh, willingness to open your mind to to experiment. Absolutely. You know, in within the book, it builds from the initial introduction of 
Pandora to um, a lot of the growth of, of them as a couple. And then, of course, as there is the combination of the two. And the whole the whole book just keeps winding around their love so that you feel not that you're just reading this tale that has this thing called Pandora, in, but you really become a part of her life and you really cheer for her. And there are... The highs are intensely high and the lows are is just as intensely low and the, and the sex in the book is amazing. Um, it's just I took it as, as deep as I could. Um, as I said, I, I literally shook and cried. I, I was just reading one of the scenes before I came on and I'm sitting at my kitchen table crying thinking, God, Becky, you've read this a hundred times and it's getting to you still. But some of the scenes are so great, especially as you follow her life as a single parent and how she is struggling because Jim just basically, Jim being the ex-husband, just walked away and left her with nothing. So she had two children to raise, no income, no job, no car, no money, nothing. Imagine that. And then she persevered and not only survived, but she found love again. And not just any love, but the love of her life. To me, that's amazing. I think if every woman could find their Matthew, I think it would be a great world. Um, you know, if everyone could not only find their Matthew, but end up with their Matthew, that would be fabulous. I, I would just wish that for all the women of the world. And maybe if only if all of the men in the world could find their Bella, that one person who absolutely fits the other side of their soul, the person who is their little spoon to their big spoon. That, to me, would be a perfect world. How many people would like oh. to try Pandora? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> no one's talking. <laughs> Guest 11, who are you? Can you type your name? Well, I'll tell you what. Guest 10 here uh, wants to know where they can purchase the book. So why don't you tell us a little about that, Becky? The book, Guess, <laughs> I think. My editor is typing little notes. It's funny. Okay. Um, the book is available through Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Pandora's Box of Love. You can go right there, and you can click, and it has instructions on how to buy it. Um, you also can buy it through PayPal. It's my name, Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, Butchko, B-U-C-H-K-O, at gmail.com. It's $8. And I have a special going on if you buy the book. And then you tell your friends to buy the book. For every book they buy, you get a dollar back. So if you have, if you turn eight friends on to my book, you get yours free, which is kind of cool. Just kind of my way to pay it forward. I think we all should think about paying for it and helping other people as much as you can. So the book is only $8. It's not on Amazon yet. I wanted to get it out first out to my friends on Facebook and, of course, my Kickstarter people. And just get it out to my friends, the people who have supported me through all of this before I put it on Amazon. So once it hits Amazon, the price will be higher. Um, it will also be available as a print book. Right now it is just an e-book. The, the censored version is only $5. However, it doesn't have the fun stuff in it. Sorry. It, um, <laughs> it, does, it does explore their love. It explores everything. I should also mention, and I didn't mention, that the book takes place in my hometown of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Johnstown is an amazing town that has survived not one, not two, but three floods, 1889, 1936, and 1977. The 1889 flood, there was officially, but I'm going to change that number, officially 2,209 people died in about 14 minutes when the South Fork Fishing and Hunting Club's dam at Lake Conemaugh broke. Um, long story, but it broke destroyed and decimated the city of Johnstown. Johnstown rebuilt in 1889 up until September 11th of 2001. It was the single greatest loss in American soil of American citizens in a man-made catastrophe. And one of the things I'd like to comment, having just read uh, Pandora's Box, is how so many of your scenes take place in, in various locales, various cities and towns and locations there in Pennsylvania, and, and how real they are, how real the settings and the scenery is. It makes you feel like you're there. Yes, absolutely. The, ta the tale takes place in Johnstown. They eat gobs. Gob is a, a gob is a delicacy kind of to Johnstown. Um, it's amazing. You have to have one. 
somebody buys the book, emails me, I'll get them a gob. Believe me, it's worth it. Um, pierogies, halushki. John sounds a melting pot because we had Cambria Ironworks and we had the coal mines. People who left um, other countries came here to work because you literally could get off of the train in the 1800s and start work the next day. So it was a town, it was very much a company town, but the company took care of their people. So it's a great town to live in. Even though there have been three floods, we have rebuilt each time. The businesses have come back each time. So it's not as prosperous as it was. We've we've made a lot of lists. We've been in the the poorest towns, but the, the most exciting places to visit. So You'll see um, the, the the different lists that come over through the Internet. Johnstown makes a lot of them for the Pennsylvania ones. But it says Johnstown is a beautiful, beautiful area. Absolutely. Matthew and Bella visit so many of the stores. If you're listening and you're from Johnstown, one of the places they go is called Glotzer's, G-L-O-T-Z-E-R-S. In my book, all of the locations they visit are, they're not, they don't use their real names, but they use kind of, a hint for what their name is, Glotzers, is actually the true name in the in the country they came from for the Glosser brothers. So Glotzers is actually Glossers. And if you're from Johnson or have been here, you'll be able to figure out the different areas and the different places that Bella and Matthew visit. Like, for instance, they have something called a Moon Upper, and where really those of us in Johnstown no, it's a sundowner, and that's a sandwich that you absolutely have to have if you come to Johnstown. So I kind of wanted to make it really interesting. I wanted to add just a little bit of it. Probably won't mean anything to people from the rest of the world, but Johnstown's one of those places places where everyone's from. Um, a lot of people come here for what they call Sturgis of the East. It's um, Bike Week, uh, Thunder in the Valley. So a lot of people will be familiar with Coney Island, with um, what was pan traffic losses, things like that, the incline plane. So you will definitely feel a part of their town. I think you'll fall in love with Johnstown as you fall in love with Matthew and Bella. It's really, really a, a part of the story, too. Becky, in the, the chat room, I guess Tim talks about Johnstown and says very accurate descriptions of the town and the places in town. And I agree with that, having just read it, extremely accurate. Uh, I would also want to point out what you just did about Pennsylvania being a, a tourist uh, attraction. So many people, of course, now come to Shanksville because of the plane from 9-11 that crashed there. And, of course, the uh, Civil War, uh, so much of the Civil War took place in Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of uh, people who come there for that as well. Yes, um, Shanksville is about 45 minutes from here. The plane directly flew over my store. Um, it's called Nuevo Video in the book. Uh, yeah, the plane definitely flew over. It was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun. And if you ever come here and you do meet me, I'll tell you how Johnstown sees um, Flight 93 and how the world sees Flight 93 is not necessarily the same way. Uh, but I would like to take a minute. Uh, Paul, are you still on? Yeah. Okay. Paul, I'm going to try something. I'm going to try – I'm going to do a demonstration of Pandora. I don't know if it's going to work because – Paul and I do not have a connection other than just meeting and talking very briefly. So this may or may not work. So if it doesn't work, I'm sorry, but I think it's worth a try. All right? I'm going to try something. Um, I promise not to give you the heebie-jeebies, Paul. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? So if you hear silence for a minute, guys, don't worry. I didn't go anywhere. I'm still here. Okay, we are too busy. Okay, Paul, do you feel anything? Um, yeah. What do you feel? Um, well, I feel you're trying to make a connection with me. Um, you know, I feel spirit coming through me, kind of the chills a little. All right, what am I doing? <laughs> Uh, oh, what I pick up on is like blowing in my ear. Very good. Very good. Am I psychic or what? <laughs> no, actually, that was just a, a quick demonstration of how Pandora works. Um, I, I, 
I had tried to see if I could connect with Paul before, and it worked. I don't want to go too deep into Pandora because, sorry, Paul, I don't know you. Um, you know, right. <laughs> I, I don't want to make your new girlfriend mad before you even meet her back again. <laughs> again. <laughs> um, I wanted to show you how simple, um, without going into detail, how simple Pandora was. What did that take us? Did you time it? Rich, what, a minute? Maybe less than a minute, yeah. Met less than a minute. Now, Paul and I have no connection other than knowing each other from a, a an Internet group, a Facebook group, and I talked to him for about 10, 15 minutes on the phone the other day. Uh, so when you have a connection with someone and you do do Pandora, it is mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. I did teach it to one person over the phone uh, who I did have a connection with, and I I about passed out. <laughs> so I should have stayed with that guy, Rich. Um, but I taught it to another person, and he I sent that chapter of the book to him. And he tried to make the connection, and he succeeded. And all he could say was, oh, my God, it's real. It's real. It's It's really real. Pandora is absolutely real. It's amazing. It will change your life. But most of all, it will bring sexuality back to the lives of those people who've lost that part of their life. I don't think that I could think of a better mission for me than to return love and happiness to the people in the world who really need it the most. Thank you. We have about nine minutes left in the show. Would you like to tell us again uh, where and how uh, we can purchase uh, Pandora's Box of Love? Okay, Pandora's Box of Love is available right now in the Facebook group called Pandora's Box of Love. You can find me on Facebook. I'm there all the time. You can buy it. If you don't want to join um, PayPal, you don't have to. You can send you can send a money order in the mail with fine. Um, you can also buy it right through. I don't know what the Facebook money is called, but if you go to type on Facebook a message, there's the dollar sign with the circle in it. If you have that, I'm connected to there, and you can pay there. It is an ebook, so I can immediately download it. If you have a Kindle and you can give me your Kindle email address, it will immediately show up as your Kindle. It's a PDF right now. As I said, I'm doing this to keep the price lower before it hits Amazon to kind of thank everyone that's helped me. I can guarantee you'll be shocked when you find out what Pandora is. I would suggest those of you who have someone in their lives that they absolutely love not to read it. Read it. Don't tell them and try it. That will blow their mind. Of the first time um, that Bella experiences it with Matthew, her mind is blown, no doubt about it. But she quickly reciprocated because it was fun and it was really cool. There is no better safe sex that you're going to find anywhere. It doesn't matter. Not, there is no, there is no, I can't think of what I want to say. There is no division there. There's no way to stop. You can, you can stay connected whether you're in different countries, in a different part of the world, next door, right in the same bed, in the living room. Ladies, if you're in the, kit, in the bedroom and the guy's in the living room and he won't come to bed, Bring Pandora out, they'll be coming running, let me tell you. So, yeah, it's definitely the first erotic romance that is going to make a difference. It will definitely make people set up and take notice. My goal is to get it to go viral so that I can help people. Um, uh, again, it's, We have a couple of questions, Chet. Sure. In the chat room here, uh, Becky, uh, we have uh, from Illinois. The question is, is Pandora a form of mental telepathy? Telepathy? Not really, no. I don't think it's telepathy. Um, I would suggest you read the book. It is a it's a it's a connection. Um, I, I think it's driven as much by love as anything. Um, is the PDF the erotic version or the clean version? You right, can choose. Guest eleven, would you, Tim? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, guest eleven. Tim asks, is the PDF the erotic version or the clean version? You could choose. Tell me which one you want. If you if you don't specify, I'm figuring you want the erotic version. The clean version is the romance. The highs and the lows of the romance are there. But there are ten chapters that are all about the sexuality of Pandora and, of course, exploring their sexual relationship that are not in the romance, in the um, the softer version, the sweet erotic, the sweet romance. The the sweet romance. The goal there is to kind of shut the door at the shut the bedroom door and not go beyond that. People want to read a connection, but they don't want to take it down to the to the nitty gritty. Um, 
I've done both versions because the people of Johnstown are very proud of their town, and there are a lot who want to read about Johnstown and, and different things in Johnstown. So I expect that version to sell more here, and worldwide I expect the other version to sell. So the same voices that have told me that um, I'm supposed to do this have told me that the book will bring $6.9 million. Do I think so? God, I hope so. That would be amazing. Think of all the people's <laughs> lives would change. Mine especially, you know. So. Well, Becky, in the minutes we have remaining, I'm going to do a shout-out to Paul and to Jerry to see if either uh, Paul or Jerry have another question or comment they'd like to make. Well, not to change the subject, but I was just kind of wondering, uh, what is the population of Johnstown? I'm thinking 20,000. But the problem with Johnstown is not consolidated. There's actually about 100,000 that pull from the city of Johnstown. But um, since the 1800s, they fought, and not everybody wants to be part of, considered Johnstown. So we have all these little townships and all these little boroughs, and they all have their fire departments and police departments, and they have control of their own little part of the world. So it kind of messes us up as far as size-wise. But in reality, we're pulling probably around 100, I'm guessing. I could be wrong. But, um, you know, it's... The, it's the same people. People, um, there's a place called Richland Township, which is actually part of Johnstown. I consider Johnstown 15901 to 15909. It's a pretty large geographical area, but the city proper is only probably about 20,000 people. I see. I was just curious about that. Yeah. And we have the Incline Plain, we have the Flood Museum. I'm really pushing to make it more tourist because there is so much to see here. Uh, if you want a great place to come on vacation, they, we have beautiful waters, great ski, skiing in the wintertime. We have an, an insane amount of golf courses, and I don't know why, but um, I, at one point it was even rumored that Disney was looking for a winter Disneyland here. And I'm not going to say that rumor was true, but I heard the rumor, and it was within a month we had two new hotels. So I'm thinking maybe. <laughs> You know, it was maybe wow. in this area. So it's not going to happen now, but um, it would have been well, One thing about it, Pandora's Box of Love is going to help put Johnstown even more on the map. Yes, and we just won Hockeyville, USA. So um, we're the very first craft Hockeyville, USA. We fought for that. We got it. We are also the town that Slapshot was filmed in, which is considered one of the greatest all-time um, movies for hockey, and it's, it's considered a camp classic. Um also, All the Right Moves was made here, Tom Cruise. I remember yeah. that. Tom Cruise, yeah. He got, um, yeah, we'll leave Tom Cruise out of it. <laughs> but, yeah, Tom Cruise was here for a while when he was a teenager and he made the movie. Um, so I'm hoping to have more movies made in Johnstown. Who knows? If Pandora's Box of Love makes does what I expect it to and it comes to a movie, I would love to make it here. My other books coming are... Um, a series about the 1889 flood for young adults called Ellie and Kate and the Great Johnstown Flood Series, the first one being Ellie and Kate and the Southwark Fishing and Hunting Club. That book will be out for Christmas this year. After that series comes out, it will be followed by um, a mainstream book for the on the Johnstown Flood. So that's kind of where we're at. But well, please, if – go ahead. In a couple of minutes we have left, Becky, I want to do a final shout-out to Paul to see if Paul has a comment or question he'd like to ask. Well, I just feel, uh, I can feel the success of the book. I, I you know, want to add to manifesting that. And, uh, you know, I think that it's a, a great thing, and I see it being successful. Um, you know, I, I, ha- I have a book that I'm writing that I have a promoter for, um and it's going to come out next year and um you know so having you know working on this myself i i know that um you know once you get a feeling about something that that's what you manifest you know <laughs> so you have to work to it and and um paul's getting a copy of the book for for being brave enough to volunteer and come on and let me try this because i did not tell him what it is i did not do anything so he came here kind of blind kind of blindsided so um I, we did it. it the connection worked um it was just a very very minimal experience of showing what it what it could do 
as I said, we don't know each other. So if you knew someone and you really love someone, the connection could be absolutely awesome. And, of course, the book will explain it all. Again, it's beckybutchko at gmail.com is the PayPal. It's $8 a book. Or you can just go right on Facebook, and it's Pandora's Box of Love in the groups. If you just use put it in the in the um, search bar, Pandora's Box of Love will come up. Or it's facebook.com slash groups slash Pandora's Box of Love, and it'll come right up. Becky Butchko, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. And all of our callers who called in, Paul, Terry, all of the people in the chat room, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight and all of our listeners. Thank you very much, and everyone have a great evening. Thanks, everyone. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.